Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of the Funk Podcast. It's a game development podcast by game developers. I'm Bradley Tolliver, an amateur game developer, and with me is my co-host Sean Noonan. Hi, yeah, I'm Sean Noonan, a game and level designer currently working on the indie title Century. Yeah, and what's special about this episode is it's actually a remake of the first episode, (laughs) which means it's better and with more graphics. If anything, this is a remake of uh, episode five where our uh, recording was terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about remakes in that episode too, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's a remake of a remake. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. And then like in a year, we can revisit this again when all these remakes are out <laughs> and we can remake this podcast, but it'll be better because it'll have more graphics. I'm getting a certain feeling. Am I channeling that feeling well enough? I feel like I'm hitting a breaking point. Yeah. Where it's like part of me doesn't care and then part of me cares more than ever. Does that even make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm conflicted about all of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, usually we try to balance the, the podcast more on like design topics because, you know, it's it's a niche thing and we're doing it kind of, I don't know, to, more to be helpful than to be popular or whatever. But like I've been having a lot of feelings about just the state of the idea of games as art. I think that's actually like my biggest issue here is almost every game I grew up with that was like this big shining accomplishment of like, oh, wow, this is like pushing the medium. It's really like doing something worth preserving. A lot of those games either aren't preserved or they've been painted over in some way. And I think that's kind of dire. Yeah, I mean, I tend to not play them honestly it's not out of any form of principle but it's usually because if i've played a game and it gets remade i've got to choose between that remake and something completely new and i struggle to find you know enough time to play everything i want to play as it is so the idea of replaying something that is a retread or a paint over of something that i've once either liked or loved in some cases I'm more likely to go back and play the original or something different. Yeah, and I feel like one thing I really want to go over here is I feel like there's degrees to this. Yeah. I would say there's maybe, I want to say there's like three main types of remakes. One of them's the rarest. So I would say there's like what I call the paint over, which is what Bluepoint has been doing. And I would say that is actually probably my least favorite kind of remake, which is funny because I think those are the ones people laud the most. They're like, oh, they're being faithful. And I'm like, yeah, they're replacing the game. I think there's a little bit of clarification needed there because there's a difference between some of the things Bluepoint's done, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess. So let's just be super clear. So there's remasters, which is when you're just like porting the game to, you know, more modern hardware, maybe uprising it and shit. So they've done that perfectly or at least about as good as you could hope with uh you know metal gear solid and uh shadow of the colossus those are great and then they moved to remakes so they took a perfectly good port that they did for shadow of the colossus where they took this game that was you know pretty significant but it uh, ran like dog shit on a playstation 2 and they got it running pretty good on playstation 3 and you know upresed it yeah they painted over that by basically making a remake of it where everything's done kind of like from scratch you know the graphics are all different all the models are different you know everything's you know completely new but like it's still the same game and this really bothered me when it came out because i was 
at first I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is a cool way for people to experience it now. And then I can, my second thought was like, well, are they experiencing Shadow of the Colossus or are they experiencing a game pretending to be Shadow of the Colossus? Because that's kind of a game you really only get like the biggest emotions out of it on your first playthrough. And so anything not being what people initially experienced feels kind of weird to me. I, I'm conflicted because I think with some of these games that have got quite a reputation to be peak of the medium in some ways like the games that tread the line of being art mm -hmm. the idea of remaking art is a bit questionable in many ways to me highlights that these are commodities more than uh, artwork um yeah that's exactly like my issue is like it feels like it makes it more product than art yeah and i guess i should like kind of round out what i was saying i would say there's kind of like three of these right where it's like you got the paint over which i just kind of described where it's like it's the game like that shot of the colossus remake and demon souls remake is very faithful to the original but like it's you know all painted over it's like oh it's it's more modern it looks better and i mean i'm not gonna necessarily disagree in certain cases then there's remakes where they're kind of doing something different with it those i think stand a little better so you got like the resident evil 2 remake where it's uh you know, it's it's faithful enough to the original game, but it plays differently in a lot of ways. So I feel like it stands next to the original rather than on top of it. Yes. And if you're not going to do that, I'd say like the other category, and I feel like this is pretty rare and I can't even think of that many good examples of it, would be what I would say is like trying to make the actual definitive version of the game, which is, I would say something like the Resident Evil uh, 1 remake which I would say is like a remake that like actually works for what it's trying to be, which is like taking this game that's pretty crusty, even for the time, it wasn't that old, but it was already with how much technology had leaped, you know, pretty crusty. And they really, you know, they, they were faithful to what they should be faithful to, but they were willing to really push the boundaries in other ways and add content, change how you go through. And, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, it does kind of replace the original, but like, I think it's proudly doing that. It's like excited to do that. Where I, I, I've always said, Imagine sitting down like someone who worked on one of these what I call paint over remakes asking them like, oh, if someone has access to both versions, should they play the original or your remake first and just like stare them in the eyes? I don't think they would have it in them to give you a, a clear answer because I don't think there is a clear answer. Yeah, if I put myself in those shoes and I, I wouldn't say <laughs> I would safely say that none of the games I've worked on are trying to be art. Mm -hmm. I don't think a single game I've worked on has tried to be art. You could argue that maybe some of the stuff I make in my free time is, but that's an argument for another day. Mm -hmm. The stuff I've worked on professionally, I would say, is product, all of it. And I don't think that's a negative thing at all. That's the... Yeah, no, it's fine. You have a goal. Yeah. You know, you're working towards that goal. If somebody said they were remaking something that I was working on, and like if somebody was asking which one should you play, the remake or the one I worked on, I would say judge it on its merits <laughs> because um <laughs> there's obviously mechanical problems when you go back to older games certain um standards are created over time and players get used to those standards yeah i think sometimes those things can be negative because i think it is slowly crushing creativity into this really small consumable ball yeah and I don't know if that's a great thing overall, but it's what's happening and it's what players feel most comfortable with. So I can't really argue too much with that. Like if I don't agree with things as a, as a developer, you know, I make the thing, uh, sometimes play it, but the, you know, it is for an audience and that audience tends to be right. <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but I am making things for people. 
what sells sells, right? And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this is I'm not sure because I don't believe there's anything you can do to stop this. No. Short of like there being an actual structured boycott, which is not going to happen. And I'm not calling for that to happen, to be clear. I'm just saying. (laughs) So I'm like, do I just accept that like the games I once thought were art are just sort of like temporary art? I believe this is like something... Kojima kind of spoke to something like this effect where he was basically saying he doesn't really view games themselves as like necessarily art, but closer to something like a museum itself where, you know, you go through and you, you know, you look at things that could be art, but like the piece itself might not necessarily hold up as like art. There's such huge collaborations as well. There's so many people involved in these things. Yeah. But I don't know, it's movies too, right? Like, shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but there's an accepted um, cabal of collaborators that are seen as being the artists, which I think is actually the case in games sometimes. And I think there's this huge divide between Western and Eastern game development. I've only worked in the West, so I can only really speak personally to the West. But you see the response of Japanese developers, how they respect their directors they do whatever they can for their directors and they you know they 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 believe in their structure Mm. in the west it's quite different i feel i feel like there's a i don't this is this is going to sound a bit negative but almost every project i've worked on the people below the top are often believing they are more right or have a stronger sense of yeah, a stronger sense of what is correct than the person at the top. So they don't have full belief in the director. They're kind of working for their own goals in many ways. Um, that sounds very negative, but I think it would be hard to prove me wrong on that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me just with like what little glimpses I've had of that. It's just different. Um, and, and obviously I'm looking at it from, you know, I'm looking at it from a distance, right? I'm, you know, reading stuff that you hear about. Um, well, to bring up the Kojima thing, um, uh, during Metal Gear Rising, as an example, when there was interviews with the developers who essentially publicly said they failed and they needed somebody else to take over and they were expecting Kojima to kind of come in and fix everything sort of thing Um, because they didn't believe they were ready. I do not believe that would ever happen in the West. There's no way that anyone would ever fall on their sword like that. Yeah. There's just no way. They'd just struggle through and fail. Um, They would never like sort of preempt that failure and say, I need help. I just don't believe that's true. I think there's a big divide there. So I'm curious, I guess, because like what I'm trying to get at with like the questions I'm asking is like, do you think this is ever going to fucking stop? Do you think like, or are we just going to have to accept that like, it's just, you know, games are more product than art and just kind of watch them become more and more commodified? Because I'm just thinking like, Silent Hill 2 is getting remade. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, does, does our, does the last two generations have a Silent Hill 2? I'm sure someone would want to say The Last of Us, first of all. No. <laughs> but secondly, well, that already got a remake too, so <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Is that going to need another remake? So, like, is that, because they, they remade it, I assume, to modernize it for the PlayStation 5 and to get it on PC. Well, I mean, what, ha- what happens when we're on the PS7? Are we going to need another Last of Us? Are we going to remake The Last of Us 2? Are we going to remake the New Horizon game? Because they're remaking Zero Dawn, which I don't know if I've met a single human being who is excited about that idea. I think we're in a... And I'm, I'm going to be crass now and compare games to films again. Hell yeah. Um, I think we're in a weird space where maybe... I'm, I don't want to be too cynical here, but <laughs> maybe our art has been done 
Hmm. And uh, now we're at a point where we're starting to look back at it with fondness and recreate it. And I think because what we've done in the meantime, in between when the art was done and the recreating of the art, that that point in between is mostly uh, about achieving mass market and commercialism. And I'm talking about games that I've worked on uh, as examples, like, you know, all of the open world stuff, um, big titles like Gears of War and, um, you know, those types of games that, you know, that they're trying to hit a wider audience. I can see us worshipping those games in the future in the same way that we worship the sort of, in some cases, junk from the 80s, in some cases, classics from the 80s, but the stuff that was kind of forgotten during the 90s when the 80s passed. Um, I think we're in the same sort of boat with games. So I can see in a generation's time, people really having this longing or fondness for commercial hits from now and wanting to see them redone with a, a new lick of paint. Like we'll get, we're going to see potentially Gears of War 1 again. Yeah, that's one I could easily see happening. With like, I don't know, Hollywood actors. <laughs> oh God. I think it's possible, you know, like, I'm I'm using Gears of War because I feel like I can because I've worked in the series and I can kind of be as positive or negative as I want. <laughs> but um, you know, you can replace that with anything else. Um, but I feel that might be where we're heading. That's my gut feeling. So basically, you think like the nostalgia train is going to keep moving forward? Yeah, we've kind of had this talk behind the scenes too. In a way that's just about nostalgia, not about nostalgia for art, just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, of course. You know, where basically this thing is old. Remember that thing yeah yeah that's kind of my issue is it's like i don't think people are nostalgic for like the artistic accomplishment silent hill 2 is they're they're nostalgic because it's like a thing they remember and there is something really dire um where (laughs) so we did a stream of a pretty cool game we should talk about (laughs) maybe later in the episode where i was talking some shit about these upcoming you know the silent hill stream because we knew we were almost certain silent hill 2 remake was going to be shown there yeah and I kept doing like a mocking of uh, like someone who is just actually unironically just going to be like, it's, it's, it's the thing I remember. And then like, I actually watched like multiple clips of people doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did the old game stop working for you? Did you need someone else to do it for you so you could have feelings again? Are you Dennis from It's Always Sunny? Where you're just like, I, I need it to have feelings again. I need feelings again. It's like... The game exists. This is not that game. If all it takes for you to start getting teary-eyed is to see the thing, but with more graphics, like it makes me not want to create those kinds of games because who the fuck am I making them for? If not the, just like the most, ah, what's the nice way? To, the lowest common denominator. Let's put it there. It's like if I'm making something for the lowest common denominator, I might as well just make a stupid game where you're just shooting aliens and it's easier to monetize and easier to kind of build on top of than anything that actually requires like legitimate introspection and thought because that's not that's not what people are thinking about when they're going oh my gosh it's the thing that's sort of where i think we've got into this strange space in and i i say we i mean i wouldn't say I, i'm not in the triple a scene uh now I've, I've kind of exited it for for now at least they don't really have the option to do anything uh, that would resemble art anymore. Yeah, of course not. Because of that mid-2000s push to be mainstream, that whole generation, the basically from 2005 onwards, um, we sort of gave up that right, really, to make art. 
that's how I feel anyway, because I, I, I'd really struggle to really uh, mention anything that I think fits that descriptor, really. I think it's all commercial. Well, yeah, just the idea of like, oh, I'm making something that's meant to evoke like an emotion that isn't just like your immediate kind of like either this is fun or this is spooky reaction, like something where it actually makes you think, something where it makes you feel like you understand a different viewpoint better, something that gives you like a view of something maybe you've never thought of before. It's, you know, like... When, I, when we even say the word art, it's like, obviously, games are art, obviously. But it's like, you know, a, a child's drawing on the wall is art, you know? A, a Michael Bay movie is art, you know? It's like, you know, Martin Scorsese films and Michael Bay movies are both art. You can't argue that one is and, one, and the other isn't. But it's like, which one's actually, like, going to leave something behind that people actually, like, want to keep going back to? And it's like, I, I would say usually it's the things that are more art than product, generally, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they're not going to get as, like much money behind them for obvious reasons but it's like i think that's what age is better um and it's it's my frustration with silent hill 2 because i think silent hill 2 is a a wonderful little gem from that time and i i wish that's how people appreciated games more in general is what they were for that time yeah like the tone the way like a lot of things are handled you know people point out like oh this shot doesn't look like that shot in the remake and it's like well yeah one's an fmv <laughs> That like they can cut to at any point and do whatever they want with the others, you know, all in engine. They're they're going for like a more consistent kind of like realistic style because I think that's you know that's what consumers are used to now. Like if you consistently you look at like how games look, they're they're far more consistent. They're far more realistic. Yeah, and it seems to be like that's what sells. So that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, there's definitely a desire um, from developers and I guess publishers to push almost seamless transitions between scenes like i believe and i'm you have to correct me on this the new god of war does the game in a wanna right yeah they well like, yeah they, they basically try to and yeah. mixed results for me yeah that, that's something that um uh I, I think i feel like th this is okay to say but um that was initially the intention of watchdogs mm -hmm. um it's going to be like the first open world game that was done in a wanna oh, okay. um that sounds like a nightmare you can see it in the um in the e3 trailer it's quite seamless the way everything's done yeah um you know the initial e3 trailer and then as the game developed it's like this is going to be an actual nightmare and what does it bring yeah it brings a bullet point on the back of the box no one cares yeah what happens is somebody will write an article about it and that'll be a good marketing point players who actually enjoy the games for what they are aren't really going to care too much about that players who are arguing over their yeah um chosen allegiance to a platform or something might but whatever and i also want to say this is not anything we're feeling here has nothing to do with the quality of the remake and that's something i should have stressed earlier when going over like my feelings over remakes in general them being more or less faithful to the original is not what makes a remake good if you care about games as art. If your only concern for this Silent Hill 2 remake is if each shot is as good as the shots from the original game, what you're asking for is a replacement to your supposed favorite game. Yeah. You're asking for someone to paint over it so people don't have to go play that shitty old one because it's old and it's gross. You want things to be different. You want it to stand next to it. Like That just sounds like a goddamn nightmare to me otherwise, and that's why I'm actually unironically happy that whatever Bluebird seems to be doing with this it is clearly not trying to do a beat for beat one for one remake because that would actually depress me. It would 
sincere, like sincerely bother me and be in the back of my head up until the game came out where I'm like, is this just going to replace what people get when they look up Silent Hill 2? Because it's happened to Demon Souls and I, it's probably happened in a lesser extent to Shadow of the Colossus where it's like, I guarantee you when most people hear the, the name Demon Souls, they don't think that PlayStation 3 word of mouth cult classic. Mm. They think of the Blue Point remake. And the problem is, is there's one, one of those games is trapped on the PlayStation 3 at like 30 FPS at best. And the other is a beautiful uh, game on modern hardware running at 60. Do I think they have it? Don't they have a 120 FPS mode? I want to say they do. That could be crazy, but I, I feel like they do. And it's like, you know, one is the better product. Like if you're comparing like those two Demon Souls products, the new one's obviously the better product. Like why would you ever go with the old one? Like, oh, it's more unique. Like who get... Why would the modern consumer give a shit about that? You know, these people are looking for games to be painted over. They're looking for more graphics. They're looking for easier access to games, which is totally fair. And that's um that's something I kind of want to round this discussion out with before we're off this topic is less on the subject of remakes, but I guess more what bothers me about this whole culture is um I feel like no one's asking for these games to be preserved. All these people who are like yeah. crying because, oh my God, Sean, it's that thing I remember. None of them would, are saying that for, oh, they made it so Silent Hill 2 is available to people. <laughs> no one's like, oh my God, Silent Hill 3 is finally on digital. Oh, wow, finally there's a way for people to buy it. You can look it up on eBay right now. U.S. versions of this game are a nightmare. They're super expensive because they've never had like a proper re-release besides some kind of scuffed PC ports. And Sony just doesn't seem interested in carrying this stuff in the original um, owners don't want to put in the work and money to uh, preserve this stuff. For some reason, Microsoft's like the only good guy in this situation, which I don't think anyone would have seen coming, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. But Microsoft seems to be trying to preserve some of their old games. To be fair, even Microsoft have let Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 4 go. <laughs> of course. Well, those games are old and shitty. Who cares about those? That's yeah. why they need a remake, Sean. Were you not paying attention? Microsoft have obviously, they, they have to sort of tread on eggshells when they're explaining why they can't release certain games. I don't know the ins and outs of it all. Um, it could be licensing. That's what people like to say. They always sort of throw that up as a sort of catch-all. When you actually ask someone what that means, they usually don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it could be a lot of different reasons. It could be like the amount of bugs that came in through, you know, like different uh, hardware. So the, the amount of bugs yeah. that came through from that hardware change might be significant. <laughs> so they, they you know they don't see that the amount of work for the amount of payout and it's, it's, it's the same argument right like konami could in theory you know do a load of work like obviously they don't have the final source but they've got the stuff they sent to hijinks that you know they, they could they could do something but how much money are they gonna get back for yep. a game that people are gonna look at and say oh that's old yep no, that's our problem full circle <laughs> yeah it's like listen i will say this when that Silent Hill 2 remake got announced, the uh, Silent Hill 2 Enhanced Edition website did get hammered. So clearly, like, a, at least some people, someone in that group must have been new to Silent Hill, and I hope they had a good time with it. Yeah. You know, because how else are you going to experience it? It's like, unless you want to go to the trouble of getting a PlayStation 2, like, I don't know, and going on eBay and ordering a Japanese PlayStation 2 <laughs> and a Japanese version of Silent Hill 3 and 4 because your old copies got stolen. That'd be crazy, though. We've all got our stories, man. Like, I now own two PS2s as a result of Silent Hill 2 on the PS3. Mm. Well, the PS2 version 
running on the PS3, there being visual bugs, me wanting to fix those visual bugs by playing it on the original hardware, and then finding I needed to go through a bunch of other hoops. So yeah, we've all got our stories for that. Uh, thanks, Silent Hill 2. I used to always think, oh, this is PC gaming. You know, when you're like fiddling with shit to get like a thing. I'm like, oh, this is PC gaming. It's like, nope, baby. This is trying to play games on modern hardware. Yep. God damn it. I want to go back. Oh, now I get it. Now I understand why re- remakes are happening. People just want to go back. I get it. Analog is uh, a pain to get working on digital stuff. Yep. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's remake. Uh, I'm just going to go. Th- let's do Pikmin. Let's remake Super Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> let's remake Super Mario Sunshine. Remake the Wind Waker. Oh, they already did the Wind Waker. I mean, oh, now I'm depressed. I remember um, in the 90s when I was younger being extremely excited for a remake of Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 and Super Mario Brothers 3. Mario All Stars, basically. Mm. Um, it was probably the first time I remember actually being genuinely excited about a game. And it wasn't because it was a remake. It was because I had access to the games I didn't, I couldn't play anymore because I didn't have a NES anymore. I had a SNES for various reasons. Right. A Super Nintendo for those in the back. <laughs> that obviously was a cartridge with three remakes on. I would have been happy though if they weren't remakes and they were just the same games. I didn't care as a player. Yeah. But um, that was the first time I really remember it and. Those sort of collections of, you know, a series of games that are kind of important. There is a history of that. I remember on the Saturn, there was Sonic Jam. So you had like all of those Sonic games, which again, have kind of been lost. Mm-hmm. And these days it sounds silly because, you know, they're emulated left, right and center and they're on, they're available everywhere. But Sega's been quite clever with this stuff, right? They've put their stuff everywhere and it's, it's ubiquitous, right? You can play Sonic on any digital device now, pretty much. Um, Konami has not been the same. No. And to be fair, nor is Capcom in some ways. Like, it's not that easy to play Resident Evil 1 anymore. Yeah. But at least we got Resident Evil 1 Remake, which is, again, at least I'm happy with that because at least it's trying to be definitive. It's They're willing to... If you're, as a developer, if you're willing to tell me this is the version of the game you should play, yeah, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. I'm, I'm all right with it. You know, we've had movies get re-released, you know? Like, I don't think anything's pure. No. You know, Blade Runner doesn't exist in one form, but... But I don't like, in the case of Resident Evil, that first game is nearly impossible to find anywhere now, right? Yeah. Like, how do you play it now? You can't, right? Well, you can't legally. Well, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, you could use eBay and stuff as well, but, there, you know, the, the game isn't in full circulation anymore. And there's no real reason why you wouldn't put out, like, a trilogy disc of the original games. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Other than maybe you think it wouldn't sell enough, maybe? Um, I don't know. Uh, but this is the sort of thing that I feel like companies should be doing more of. Yeah, if you care about games as an art form, at least. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, maybe Capcom have done it for other reasons, but um, they've done it with Devil May Cry, right? They've released that on pretty much everything repeatedly. Oh, yeah. All of them. Even two. They've even, they have even keep two in there, even though it's yep. actually one of the biggest piles of dog shit of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I know that they've kept it going. Oh, it's it's bad. Um, you know, I know we we're we're not fans of Proby Cat on this podcast, but he has a video just kind of like showing the game off, and it's it's legitimate. Like this, things don't work in that game, and you know, I guess you know that's just how it's going to be. Though, is certain things are going to get preserved, and because they were preserved, they're going to keep being preserved. Which is ironic because like we got that Resident that with Resident Evil Four because like. That game's been shipped a billion times. Yeah. Uh, and now we're getting a new one. And you know what? 
It didn't need to happen, but I can't get mad at it because no one, who, like anyone who wants to play Resident Evil Four, you can do it. I, I, you can't give me an yep. excuse right now. You can, you can do it. So you know, it's it's fine. It's everywhere. Um, but you know, it is nice when we get new things. And uh, you played something new recently that was kind of interesting. Yeah, we could talk a bit about Scorn. Yeah, so why don't you tell the audience about Scorn so I can give my my lungs a break. I really wish I could remember the old uh, advertising slogan for it. <laughs> All I remember is that it ended with the term somber tapestry. I can't remember it, but it, I heard it a lot on a podcast many, many, many years ago. So obviously this game, Scorn, has been in development a long time. And I feel like it got sort of revived after a troubled spell of funding, I suppose, um, from I think they got some private funding from microsoft i don't quote me on that but um they definitely had advertising partnerships through there so obviously as a result it was a a game pass game so it's just a it's kind of hard to really describe it in modern terms because you usually just call it an adventure game but that doesn't really mean anything anymore i'd say it's sort of atmospheric puzzle light action game i would say it's almost like a modern take on the sound hill kind of style of game yeah, in some ways. I mean, the, when I play, I think more of the things like Mist and uh, Sanitarium. Oh, sure. And those sorts of games, but those they don't really mean much to modern audiences, I don't think. So, yeah, it, it's an atmospheric walking simulator apart, an atmospheric survival horror games and other parts, but it's not a complete package in either of those. It's kind of a, a mix, which makes it quite hard to categorize because its pace does change. Quite rapidly, I found. Yeah, that first third's very different than the middle. Yeah, you can take an elevator and suddenly have a lot of combat and then take another elevator and not have any. But yeah, essentially it's like a very atmospheric, rich, biomechanical, Giga-inspired nightmare world, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Maybe post-apocalyptic? Almost certainly. It's hard to tell. I guess that's part of the charm of the game. You kind of have to work it out. It's, it's very thin on um, narrative that's explicit. Yeah. I loved it, which I think came through on the streams. Yeah, I was perched on Sean's shoulder while he played through the game. So if you want to check that out, check out his Twitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, put those together in a YouTube video at some point. But um, yeah, I, I, I love that game. Um, I understand why it had a negative reception from a certain vocal minority. <laughs> I think it's a vocal minority because I believe the public perception has actually swung a little bit on that. But I think because it was a Game Pass game, it had a, like quite a high amount of access. Mm-hmm. And because it was a premium game, so it was releasing at quite a high price compared to its playtime. You know, it's, it's I think it's six hours, maybe. I can I can understand why people might have felt they've been misled in some way. Because that's not the sort of game they would have been expecting. Yeah. I don't think the advertising was lying in any way. Um, there's, I've seen people say that it was misadvertised or misrepresented. I don't think that's true. No. I think it's all in people's heads. Honestly, I, I looked at those gameplay trailers like from way back in the day. And even I thought, you know, this game looks neat. Doesn't really look like my kind of thing. Looks like kind of like a slow shooter puzzle thing. And what do you know? <laughs> it's a slow shooter puzzle thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is maybe the first time I've seen a game with like visual quality of this level where it like it feels like what I was talking about. Whereas uh, there was this energy in like the early 2000s where game, you know, these quote unquote games is art really were like exploding where like people were just doing stuff that was like kind of 
pushing the boundaries in certain ways, but with a budget, I don't know if I'd say scoring pushes boundaries, but like it feels like they're trying to do something for the sake of what they're doing rather than like for any mass media appeal. Cohesive vision. That's what I see. Yeah. And I'm just thinking if this does well, do we get a scorn remake in 10 years? <laughs> Uh, doesn't that make you feel kind of sick to your stomach to say out loud wow i can't wait for someone to take this beautiful work that looks really original and really strange and stands apart can't wait for someone to paint over it so that we can say it's good again yeah old games are weird i think we see that if the medium transforms in some way either technologically or through design I, I don't think we see that otherwise. I hope not. Because it's been created in a time where we're on the sort of brink of a bunch of technologies that are going to be sitting around for quite a long time. Um, they're going to be present for a long time, rather. It didn't come from that time before. Basically, that what I call that art period during the PS2 era, I suppose. So people aren't going to be nostalgic for it, is basically what you're saying, because you're going to be too busy being nostalgic for the open world games and shit like that. Um, well, a little bit of that, but also the need to remake it from that discerning eye like needing the materials to be pbr or you know needing it to scale up resolution wise or needing it to have um dls right yeah all that stuff it's it, you know it's it, it's in there already you know it, it's in that sort of spot where you could probably patch the stuff that people want in the next few years it's a little different when you go back to the earlier point where the art was everything was authored on an individual basis we didn't use a lot of the workflows we use now and i think as soon as technology changes in some way, though, like in a big way or design changes in a way that I can't comprehend right now because I'm not a futurist, um, that that's when you start going back to stuff again. I would like to think that time does exist. Um, I, I have been a little cynical in the past about thinking that is this all we've got? Because I've not seen anything advance in quite a long time. Technology does. But what about Bioshock Infinite and The Last of Us? <laughs> uh, no. They were. No groundbreaking they were shooters with <laughs> some light crafting and shit no it was so groundbreaking <laughs> just a no just a no no that's that, that'll be a no from me <laughs> like yeah they're, they're obviously products and they're made in that time as well so that again they, they, they've oddly some of them have been remade um in ways that are almost entirely aesthetic i suppose some of them have got some design changes which is kind of an interesting thing. Last of Us 1 is actually a strange case because it is at the end of what I'm going to irritatingly refer to as the art period. <laughs> as in, it's got um, those technical limitations, but it has the um, design of something more modern because the stuff that they've talked about, because uh, I haven't played it, I don't know if I will, but the stuff they've talked about um, changing is that that's significant in any way is all of the uh, uh, AI behavioral stuff, which is all... Mm -hmm stuff that's kind of tied to the sequel if i'm correct um sort of yes and no they don't use mechanics because again i want remakes to stand next to games not on top of them and it would have been great if like this last of us remake was like you know they kind of modernized it to the standard of what they've been doing but in a way where it's like you could still play that remaster and it's its own game or you could play this and it's like Oh, well, now they've got new mechanics in there. They've got like, you know, new, like changed up level sections. It's like, yeah, it's like, I'm sure I'll probably give it a spin because it's just it'd be neat to play it on a PC. But it's like it's going to get aggravating when an hour in I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the same game. It's why I didn't fall for Demon's Souls, because I realized I've played Demon's Souls for like probably close to 100 hours or more. I've played that game. Yeah, I know that game. I know how to beat the shit out of that game. I'm going to look at the graphics and go, ooh, wow. And then like 15 minutes in and be like, oh, yeah, 
I've played this game. So, you know, one thing I'll give Bloober Team is I'm excited to be able to look at the world of Silent Hill again. Because I do, I like Silent Hill. I like I like things that I like continuing to exist. Yeah. But I just, I don't want to see it replaced. So it'll be cute to be able to go, oh, that's different. Oh, that's different. Um, I'm expecting the plot will not land for anybody. Everyone and their mother is going to have their own take why the plot doesn't land. And it's because Silent Hill 2 is a little dated. Um, there's some elements that are a little silly. And you can either accept that or you can make something that's really dated and silly. So either they're going to push away from that stuff, which is going to piss off the um, maniacs who actually think Guy he is an amazing actor, or <laughs> they're going to own up to that stuff. And then you're going to get to those scenes where Eddie's on screen and modern audiences are going to be, what is this character? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. We're, we're in the future, Sean. I, I had a, a tepid take on Twitter. Um, I wouldn't have called it a particularly hot one, mm. but um, I did get I did get a bit of a bombardment of uh, people oh, no. thinking I was uh, being overly negative. And I think all I said was, can't remember the exact quote, but I said, I think the Silent Hill 2 remake looks great, full stop. <laughs> and then I said, but I still stand by the fact that it would be better to have spent these resources elsewhere. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think that's a particularly hot take, uh, but I was sort of hit by a fair amount of um, a certain type of person, shall I say. <laughs> but uh, The yeah, but actually person. Uh, yeah, um, that's the thing. I will play this game. I know I will play it. Yeah, probably. More so than the Resident Evil 4 remake. I have a stronger preference for Silent Hill 2 than Resident Evil 4. It might seem, sound like blasphemy, but I actually preferred the stuff that Resident Evil 4 inspired than Resident Evil 4 itself. Hmm. Well, I guess that's actually why I'm interested, because they're, it, you know, it looks like it's trying to be kind of faithful, but it's like trying its own thing. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm curious. And what I really want, though, is I want Resident Evil 9. I want <laughs> seeing that gameplay reveal. I was like, wow, I can't wait for Resident Evil 9. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think with, with Silent Hill 2, because, you know, gameplay wise is kind of lacking. Um, oh, yeah. And that's not a negative. Like, like, you know, I play a lot of different types of games that, that's not the focus, um, and I think that's okay. But it'd be interesting to play a game like that where it isn't lacking. So th- there is an interest element there, and I'm I'm curious because I'm wondering what they'll do. There's a huge curiosity element there, and it's okay to sort of still play something even though you, you sort of don't want it to exist. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's kind of a conceptual thing. It's like, I wish we were making more stuff, newer stuff. We weren't just going backwards all the time. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at with uh, getting you on like the top of scorn is it's like is there's like a it's an interesting game because it's like you can see kind of what's inspired it but you can see it's like something new you know and it's like yeah that's what i want to keep seeing is something new and you know silent hill f it's like that's an interesting idea but it's like nothing about it really feels very silent hill it's kind of like my issue it's like it's just it's just sort of like this vague japanese that you know there's that meme going around where it's like forbidden siren f fucking you know whatever you know japanese horror f yes yeah 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 i did find that funny i am looking forward to the game and there there are like plenty of interviews where the original team said they don't believe that any of their games need to be set in silent hill yeah even back in silent hill 3 they said they wanted to make an anthology series yeah yeah Silent Hill 3 was almost made in spite of that because the initial reaction, should I say, to Silent Hill 2 was negative. If I could link that review by uh, the writer of Portal, I would right now, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) who did not like the game very much at all. (laughs) You know what's fucked up is I feel like there are certain games like Silent Hill 2 where they become such sacred cows that it's like like you're not allowed to not like them. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't know. I think there's a lot to not like in Silent Hill 2. I think you could be a fan of horror and like, 
get annoyed by those camera angles. Like, like, cause there are, there are moments like in the hospital where like the camera is just not working with you. It just will not, it won't, you know, <laughs> I could see people even at the time not liking Eddie, you know? Yeah. I liked how Silent Hill 4 took a lot of those problems and used them yeah. in interesting ways that Silent Hill 2 wouldn't do because obviously that was just a necessity then. But in 4, they actually used those for um, sinister purposes that were quite fun. So you're excited for that one to get remade the most. <laughs> Me too, Sean. Can't wait. <laughs> I, would bet, I would bet money on 4 not seeing a remake. Yeah, but... You know, it could happen. Uh, well, I mean, given enough time, yes, they will all be remade. I don't think they'll ever remake Homecoming, ever. No, we need to destroy that. You know, like, we, we were talking about preserving games, but maybe what we really need to talk about is destroying games. That game <laughs> needs to be destroyed. Well, I, I'm not familiar with it, because um, let, let's let's say I'm, like, the Japanese audience. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're certainly going to remake one if two does well, and they'll then they'll remake three. I'm, I'm sure that's on a board somewhere at Konami HQ. 20 years from now, we can get a Century remake. <laughs> and when I'm actually like heading a studio with money, I can do a Half-Life 2 and Human remake. <laughs> and then we can get Half-Life 2 remade on the Unreal Engine. And we can get a remake of Black Mesa. And then hopefully, before I'm 50, I can see another remake of Resident Evil 4. How many remakes of Resident Evil 4 are on the go right now? Well, re-releases. There's, you know, the piece. There's two different PC versions. The first one was not good. There's the PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty era. There's a mobile port, right? I don't think it ever came to the DS, right? I'm gonna say no. I mean, like new ones right now. There's, there's just VR and this new game, right? And obviously, they're supporting the, yeah. the current release. Yeah. Somewhat. That's kind of unusual. There's a remake of Four, and there's a re-release of Four in VR at the same time. Because <laughs> I'm assuming. 4 is probably going to have a VR. Because it's so good, it can't stop printing money. Yeah, I guess Capcom want their uh, Skyrim, right? (laughs) Yep, and uh, hopefully Konami gets theirs with Silent Hill. I can't wait to see Silent Hill 2 uh, Remake, which is just being called Silent Hill 2 on Steam right now. Yeah. Can't wait to see that ported uh, over and over, and hopefully uh, remade eventually, because what are games, if not products, to be painted over? Yeah. I think that's a good stopping point for this episode um yeah that's a grim stopping point (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to remaking it in a decade (laughs) well bye everybody see ya